Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend. Why don't you do that one, James? You want me to say the name, too? Yeah. I'm we, your we, host, Dr. Matt Townsend. Ethel Merman. Ethel Merman. <laughs> See? It's spreading. It's out of control. Jess, you're next. No, I Jess, don't do a do little those. Ethel Merman. <laughs> I can't, guys. You never even I, knew Ethel. No. I don't. I can't do it. Well, you can try. Is Mike in the house? Mike's in the house. Oh, he's just sleeping. Sorry to catch you sleeping. Well, good morning. Hi there. How are you? Oh, Matt, I'm great. I mean, Mike, I'm, you I'm do it. I'm working hard at work. You're right working here. hard at work. Right here. Right on the I Matt Townsend show. I want Mike Townsend to show. do it. Hey, what what do, do I have to do say? Do you know Ethel Merman? No, I don't. But I'll do it. Okay, do it. <laughs> here we are on the Matt Townsend show. Whoa, holy smoke. <laughs> okay, Whoa. now I'll do it. <laughs> that was Ethel Merman Jeez. on, uh, on Helium. Helium. Yeah. <laughs> Not even close. That's so funny. Not even close. Just trying to make good radio. It was. That was <laughs> great. Thank you okay. for the entertainment. I don't know what that was. It was not Ethel Merman. <laughs> that was Ethel's daughter, Judy. It's like a little voice. <laughs> hey, um, by the way, the, the way we just started the show right there, folks, is it's symbolic <laughs> of the topic of the show. Because, see, our our topic today is taking control. This show, for about the last minute, has been out of control. And out of control. <laughs> Once again, not Ethel we Merman. We created a monster. <laughs> June Merman. Yeah. That was horrible. Uh, so I'm going to take control. But see, life is just out of control. Do you guys ever feel that way? Like, yeah, I mean, you're all in finals right now. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Not even the real world. Totally out of Finding control. Finding a though. job. Real world. Yeah, Have to this- get a new car. Real world. Real world. Out of control. I don't know anything about cars. Um, if you're selling one, get on Matt's Facebook page. <laughs> one, eight, five, five. No, uh, yeah, no. Do not call about a car. Um, here's the deal. Life, though, is supposed to be out of control. Is it, though? Well, you can't control life. Right, Ethel? <laughs> That's right, control. Matt. <laughs> You can't control life. And so the problem is maybe one of the reasons we feel so out of control is because we actually have this assumption that we can control it. And you can't. Yeah, that's If you just listen to the news every day, there's something new. Earthquakes, you know, mayhem, craziness, people you love just getting old and passing away. And now all of a sudden you have to – now you got to deal with that. you got to deal with the next thing and the next – it just never goes away. Then the car. Then the car breaks down. Then you blow a tire. Okay, and then you know, then you, then you, you just basically explained my life in the last month. And then somebody <laughs> scratches your iPad cover. Somebody puts a huge divot in your iPad cover. Matt, and you're you know too to much him. about me. Yeah. And then you can't talk about it, and then you just go quiet all night because your little baby's scarred. Yeah, that's and there's awful. no love. Sometimes you take a curling mm-hmm. iron to your face. And yeah, you just want to watch Ethel. That's all you want to do. You just want to watch a good <laughs> Ethel Merman. <laughs> Drama. What, what is she, a singer? She like, what, you know, Merritt's like, yeah, she's my icon. Okay, um, news. Okay. News, out of control. This is calling in control because oh. these people have taken control. They're finally in control. These are Let people in you. the news that have taken control of their yeah. life. Okay, this kid, incredible. He got into every Ivy League college in the nation. How? Bam, bam, bam. They all said yes. So he gets to choose Princeton. Wow. 
No, he didn't. He must have rich parents. He didn't choose, but no, he's from Ghana. Okay. He lives in Long Island. Okay. And they, he took control. Yeah. He. Let's see what where his stats are. Um, Isn't he like the only guy to ever yeah. get accepted to all seven? Uh, wow. That's I'm nuts. not sure. I thought there was eight. Uh, there could be eight. Anyways. Eight Ivy League schools. Incredible. And he is going to choose soon. They, he hasn't chosen. You haven't, but you haven't he, read the article. Yes, I did. I did read it. But the part that I thought was you really interesting was his essay. I'm going to give you a marker. No, no, I want to read the essay oh, part. Okay. I know what I wanted to bring up. Okay. <laughs> um, so he has, he plays the inst- an instrument, and he wrote about it. And, and I think that this is why he got in. Okay. Because there's a lot of good scores. There's a oh, lot. Sure. I mean, but not everybody plays out. the banjo. Yeah. Not everybody from Ghana. He doesn't play the plays banjo, banjo solos. It's not the banjo, but oh. anyways. <laughs> what is it? Um. So he talked about. I'm just going to read a little okay. bit of it. Okay. Music has become the spark of my intellectual curiosity. I directly develop my capacity to think creatively around problems due to the infinite possibilities in music. There are millions of combinations of key signatures, chords, melodies, and rhythms in the world of music that wait to become attached to a sheet of staff, lies, and spaces. Anyways. He's a great writer. Way good writer. It's like he he pulls you in. It's so cool. And honestly, wah, 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 music. But... It worked because that was his forte. And then he mm-hmm. took his forte, wrote eloquently. That was Boom. Actually, good play on yeah. words there, Matt, actually. <laughs> yeah. Forte. Forte. Thank you. That was, yeah, that was, was really powerful. Really cool story. Well, that was good. We all wish we were him. He took control. Yeah. That's good. See, we all, now, we all probably couldn't get into eight Ivy League schools. No. But... You know, we all don't want to get into eight Ivy League. I mean, some just want to get a job. I mean, really, what's the significance of, like, getting eight when you really only can choose one anyways? Well, it's to be able to say, neener, neener, I'm better than the rest <laughs> of you. He is very famous now because of this. That's really cool. That is pretty... Any I mean, other... even if you were applying to jobs, if you said, I got into every Ivy League college, yeah. they'd be like, yeah, we'll hire you. Yeah, and I wrote about you how music was the key. Yeah. <laughs> but see, but honestly, he took what he loves and he made it happen. It That's was cool. beautiful. Give me another one. Okay. So I think that parenting is probably another big one that a lot of people think is out of control. Well, there's no control. that You think, again, <laughs> you can control your child and you can for a while and then they grow a year older. Yeah. And then it's a whole new and game. And then there's another phase. Um, and then so... you're tired and you don't care. You just don't care. And you love them. But whatever. <laughs> I'm too tired to deal with you. It's different. Whatever, yeah. There's a different phase that comes in tiredness. Um, That's my okay. parenting right there. So this lady, um, her family, she took her family on a boat trip. They, it's that's not where the they one live. where they had to fly in the life flight. It is them. Uh, yeah. And then her daughter got sick and everyone's yeah. like, I can't believe you did that to your daughter. Well, see, a lot of people think that was out of control. Yeah. But I think that it's – she stands – I mean, even after that, she stands yeah. by what she did. And she's yeah. like, I'm – it's the best way that I know how to parent. And the points she makes is pretty good. What's the point? Um, she says that um, the lifestyle can be dangerous, but the benefits outweigh the risk. Um, most parents um, – it gives them access to adventures um, from oh, seeing sure. the northern lights to snorkeling with sharks to learning different languages. To life flight, to coast guard. <laughs> Potential death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying hypothetically. I, just, I mean, it gives them adventures that no yeah. one else can oh, have. Sure. So it's kind of like, it is risky, but it's yeah. kind of like crazy It gives cool. who the adventure, though? The child or yeah, the parent? Yeah, the child. How both. many people the get whole airlifted family. off of a ship? It's Come on. bonding. That's a life bonding I experience. I suppose so, even though the, it's, a, it's a baby. It's a, like, 
Do you remember the trip that you took when you were one one year old? That's I, I oh touche. Yeah, good point. It was a bad. I don't remember anything before I was ten. I remember and that's when we took all our family trips. And what's amazing about that is you should be able to remember a lot, but <laughs> it was so bad that you you had to like block, block that it. out. Yeah. Yeah. there's a lot of therapists that can help you with that. No, I mean it, again, that's I think that's super creative and courageous. It's it's controversial also. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a lot of people that are like, "Well, wait till she gets the bill. Wait till she gets the bill <laughs> yeah. for the Coast Guard coming in." Yeah, no kidding. Let's see if it's worth it. Yeah. A little Ethel there. <laughs> a little airy. You got Ethel. one more. Is that's all we got? Okay, this for. one's awesome. This one's way cool. So this um, snowboarder was stranded. He got lost. He was snowboarding with his dad, and then he got yeah. lost. Out of control. Yeah. Things are out of control. He takes control by using his snowboard as his shelter for the night. He makes a makeshift. Oh, he digs. Gets some sticks. Yeah. And he he probably dug with it. Did he dig with it? uh, I imagine he did. They just said that he just made a makeshift out of it. And then he went and found someone the next day. And and it was a self-rescue. They had 50 other people looking for him, but he just... And then he looks over and there's a cabin 30 feet away. (laughs) And if he hadn't been playing around with his board, (laughs) he would have seen the cabin and the family sitting on the front porch. He had to go. He found a home. Anyways. See, but that's an interesting. Have you ever been in a situation where you're everything's falling apart, like but you're alone. So you're on the side of the road. You can't get the tire changed. It's freezing cold and your phone is on one bar. And you're done. You're like, I'm going to die. Oh, on the side of the road. That hasn't happened to me yet. <laughs> we'll give it time. And then all of a sudden you look and there's those beautiful red and blue lights. The ones that you've hated every day of your life that you've ever had them behind you. And then it's the cop. Oh. And then he gives that you a That was beautiful. And You're going to get into Ivy League colleges with that. Thank you. <laughs> and then you pull out your banjo and you start to sing to the cop. But like That's there's good. there's – and life is that. I've fe- I found it many times where I'm thinking, how am I going to pay that bill? Mm-hmm. Like I sat there. I had a moment. I was in the middle of a workshop teaching probably 150 people. And my person that was there being support comes up and says, um, you need to call home right now. And I'm like, what? Yeah, you need to call home right now. So I took a break and I called home and my son was in the hospital with a broken arm and oh, had been no. transported by ambulance to the hospital. And I'm like, oh, great. This is crazy. This was just last year, two years ago. Scary. And you know what? You get there and you just start dealing with it. And then, you know. He was one, okay? Yeah. Well, he he can't move his arms ever. Really? <sighs> no, just kidding. Uh, but he's fine. <laughs> he's totally fine. Dang it. He's I'm fine. so gullible. He's There's fine, people Mike. out there. He's fine. <laughs> he's fine. He's great. Cute as can be. And though, honestly, and then you're like, how am I going to pay all these bills? And then the bills come in. And how come they took him to a hospital? And then they took him to another hospital. So it's twice the bills. <sighs> you know what? Eventually it works out. Today, we're talking about taking control in your life. Do you feel like you're losing it? Do you feel like everything around you is falling apart? If so, today's the day. We're going to be talking with Doug Nielsen, who's going to educate us on how to kind of uh, why we feel out of control and how to get more control in our lives, how to create a plan, make it happen, and literally create the change, get control of our lives. That's the topic. That's what we're talking about today on the Matt Townsend Show. Again, our goal is to help you find a good life, even a better life than the one you had yesterday. Stick with us. Listen to us. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, Dr. Matt Townsend here. Today we are talking about taking control of your life. A lot of times we just feel like it gets away from us. And then what's so neat about it when it gets all slippery and it starts sliding away? uh, A lot of times we end up, um, you know, having a lot of stories why it's not our fault. Because so-and-so did this, and then this went wrong, and then, you know, yeah, then the economy tanked. And then the real estate market collapsed, and darn it if I hadn't just bought seven houses. And now I've got to go deal with my seven houses, and there's no market. And so now my life's out of control. Today, we got Doug Nelson joining us. Doug has 18 years' experience as an expert in peak performance, a bachelor's degree in clinical social work and psychology, and later a master's degree in behavioral science from UNLV. He left a successful career as a chief operating officer for a company servicing Fortune 500 companies. Doug's the owner of Doug Nelson Nielsen Communications, where he provides customized speaking, training, and executive coaching services. He's the author of the book, Take Life by the Helm, Proven Strategies for Gaining Control. You can find out more about Doug at his website, Doug Speaks. Dot com, DougSpeaks.com. Doug, welcome to the show. Hey, it is a pleasure to be here, Matt. This is, uh, this is, a, this is like the biggest topic on earth, I think. Because don't you think everybody feels out of control fairly regularly? I think so. I think it, it's almost epidemic in proportion nowadays. I think it's because we're messed up. <laughs> Straightforward. There it is, yeah, right? Let's just get to the point. People are messed up. And if they would be less messed up, no. So how do we... Okay, it seems crazy that we think we could be in control. Yeah. When there's so little we actually could control. Good point. You know what I mean? Like, really, there's really very little we could do today about an earthquake. Absolutely. The only thing that we can do, say, about uh, an earthquake is uh, choose our attitude about it in that moment. That's right. How am I going to handle this? And, you know, that's uh, many years ago, I had an opportunity to meet Victor Frankel, Man's Search for Meaning. Yeah. Conversation back in 1997, January, changed my life forever. Wow. And, and I think it was one of those uh, recalibrations. And I'd recommend to your listeners, if they haven't read the book, yeah, go read the book. We've pitched it a ton on here. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can't beat that book no, for if, understanding power in your life, yeah, right? Yeah, and if you hate to read, yeah. read the book. Yeah, if you read don't know book. how to read, learn to read, read yeah. the book. Read the and book. read it every Hire year. Hire somebody to read yeah, the book. Yeah, read it to you. <laughs> yeah. But read it. I would really recommend you read it every year of your life, the I highlights. That. Oh, that's a great idea. You know, just simply because I think it recalibrates and saying there are certain things we can do in our life yeah. that can help us gain control. I saw a study some time ago that said 81% of people feel out of control of their lives. Oh. And, and then, you know, the, the, the people who say, no, I actually feel in control of my life. But if you take it a step further and say, do you actually feel in control in your life in the things in the areas that matter the very most? Your relationships, your health. Yeah. And that number even goes probably higher. Does it really? So the things that matter most, we actually seem to have the least control or we feel we have the least control. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you look at this, um, we become robots. Yeah. Uh, where we just are reacting from one <laughs> step to the next. And, you know, like going back to Viktor Frankl, the one thing he found out when you're really faced when you can't change what's going on, it forces you to change that one thing uh-huh. yourself. And looking at how I may not be able to always control the environment, my circumstances, right. but I can stop and then I can say if the only thing I can control is my attitude, I'm still free. Oh, yeah. And uh, people in the death camps, right, when yeah. they, uh, they'd give up hope. And when you gave up hope in a death camp, that locus of control. Yeah, you're done. You're done. Well, isn't that interesting because – what else what else actually makes you feel out of control but a feeling and if you so if you manage your feelings well yep. 
you have the ultimate control of the most annoying thing. Yeah. The thing yeah. that stresses you the most, your feelings. Yeah. You may not be able to control everything in the world. I mean, you see these disasters. You see these horrible things, these events that take place in life, and yet we all get to determine, I guess, how I'm going to respond to this, what I'm going to do, what's the next step, what's the next step. You got it. It's power. What um, – what do you, do you think it's is it what is it about humans though that would make us all so prone i guess to believe we could control something inevitably overlook the thing we really can control why yeah. why are we so prone i guess to to be control lead? freaks yeah. and and to and especially to be control freaks when most of us don't have control like we 81% don't feel in control yeah yeah depending yet on we the, go there yeah and yet we we go there we live there you know, it's interesting because if you look at, you almost said the serenity prayer, you know, that old proverbial yeah. serenity yeah. prayer, you know, help that. me to understand what I can control, help and me understand go. what I can't yeah. control, and the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at our lives, there's three basic kind of categories. There are things in our lives that are facts, that are what they are, that you can't control. Yeah, you're not changing that. You're not changing that. That's yeah. a fact. You don't problem solve a fact. <laughs> That's it a is. fact, Jack. Jack. Remember that? What was that from? <laughs> yeah. Fact, Jack. I don't know. That's Some a show. fact, Jack. That that's was a, a movie or show. That's anyway. a good good song. I was just trying to be hip. You, yeah. <laughs> it's it's it didn't work. Square. Square. It's hip to be way square. Nothing more hip than BYU Radio. <laughs> 24-7. Oh, man. So, what do you, so, yeah, keep going. Don't let me interrupt you. <clears throat> okay. So the other thing I was going to say. You're not changing the facts, the there data. There are things you cannot absolutely change. There are, and this is probably the majority of life, yeah. perhaps like 80% of life, really is we can have some control. Yeah. And that means, at best, influence, some positive influence. And then there are things that we can totally control. And the the idea then, I think the serenity prayer is saying, hey, understand these three categories. And when you're faced with a challenge, uh, you know, stop and ask yourself, what level of control do I really have here? Yeah. Because we get it backwards sometimes. Uh-huh. We try to control facts. Yeah. We try to control things that we have no control over. Right. And it just drives us crazy. I love the word influence because maybe sometimes just delineating between the word control and influence might help set a better expectation because yeah. you can influence something and not ever even try to control it. Like, here's a thought. Have you thought about this? I mean, That's you right. ask your child the right question about the right thought at the right time yeah. in openness. You might change. You might shift their whole degree. You might shift where they're going, right? That's absolutely right. But me, the thought of controlling it, maybe that's part of it too, is a lot of us don't want to be controlled. And when you're trying no. to control humans, yeah, things get in. Good you, luck. There's the You problem. know, how many times in marriage yeah. right, oh, does mercy. that become the— I know. I should be able to control her or I, him. Well, and I tell my wife she can't control me, <laughs> that she doesn't listen. Has she tried? Oh, please. No, she doesn't. <laughs> she would say I try to control her with my mind games. Ah, uh, you—that psycho. It's yes, that—it's mesmerizing. That psycho it's mesmerizing. It's thing. mesmerizing. Um, when you think of like what Victor Frankl, I mean, again, this guy standing in a death camp, yeah, using his mind to change his moods and to change his feelings and projecting where he wants to be when this whole thing's done, it—it it works. You can change feelings. You so you one can. of the things I guess we can influence. Our our responses, our feelings about what's going on. Do you buy that? Yeah, I think that's the ultimate freedom. Clearly, in the death camp, you you know Victor and those who survived it. You get to the point of being sick and tired of being sick and tired. Oh yeah. And then something's got to be different where we recalibrate and live based on truth. Yeah. And and really getting to the point where 
uh, Viktor Frankl says, you know, I can't control being starved to death. I can't control no. being beat. They every can do day. what they. they yeah. I can't control what they're going to do to me. Exactly. But the one piece, he says, you know, you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you reach in that marrow yeah. of your soul and saying, I need to align my life with truth. Yeah. And and that truth being that here are certain things I can do, and I can't control what's going on in my environment, my circumstances, or other people necessarily, yeah. but I can control and choose that attitude. You, um, yeah. He says uh, the last great. What was it? The freedom. Freedom is the freedom to choose how you will respond to a given set of circumstances. Exactly. And that is freedom. And That's that is freedom. mine. And and guess what? Uh, Nazi guard, you you can't control that. Yeah. Kill if me. you wanna if you wanna kill me, I will take that last breath with honor, with dignity, mm-hmm. with self respect. You will never right. take that from me because I am free. But it's interesting, once he claimed his freedom, you know, because mental health, you mentioned it. Yeah. I think that's the core of mental health. Uh, spiritually, sometimes we call it agency. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's that free will that we come with that just innate. Mm-hmm. And once we claim that, then Viktor Frankl found himself serving other people, uh, blessing. He had an opportunity to leave the death camp, but yeah. chose to stay. Right. To yeah. bless other people's lives. Incidentally, those who escaped were caught and killed. Yeah. Just and like those that gave away their bread tended to yes. live longer. Yeah. Because they were eating, they That's weren't right. eating as much, I guess. Yeah. Or yeast share their, and, yeah. their uh, blanket, one blanket yeah. for nine people. Yeah. Uh, with, and they themselves with frostbite. But that there's that altruistic mm-hmm. view that really. There's something about the agency. Uh, I guess that's maybe a core part of this is as a human, I guess you need to decide how you orient yourself. Are you oriented to believe you're here to be an actor or to be acted upon? Exactly right. And if you want to be acted upon, if, you're, if you believe you're here to be acted upon, right. then you'll be a victim. Then life's happening to you. Then everyone else is messing mm-hmm. you over. But if you're an actor, I guess you take the advice of your book, take life by the helm. Right. That's it. Proven strategies for gaining control. There's and that's what's cool. There's validated strategies proven yes. to give you, a, I guess, a sense of more control or at least let you exercise fully your agency. Exactly. I think that's 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 huge. That uh, it, it really is a core. And I mean, you look at the folks who perceive their lives and they go through it as just victim mentality. Yeah. And they don't focus on that area of here's what I can control in this situation yeah. and make peace. Uh, man, health, depression, exhaustion. You look at the average person, even in church today. Uh, you look at the average male, and you know you, you, <laughs> he looks horrible in church. You know, <laughs> and, you, and you see oftentimes, yeah. unfortunately, just boredom written all oh, over yeah. their face. Or yeah. the average. I know this is generalizing the average woman in church, and you just see guilt yeah. or exhaustion. Well, because you, you know you should be a better mother. You should be. And now all of a sudden, but you're not, and I can't be because my kids are incorrigible. And then, That's so, right. it, but it goes on. Then the story, then we start telling the stories that yes. you can't, yeah, life's just bad. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do about it. And then, and yeah. then we've just allowed our agency to be taken from That's us. Right. It's and, gone. And, and it's, we abdicated it, didn't we? We, yeah. we give it away. I mean, I guess there's people that'll take it, but half the time we're glad. Hey, please take it. Take it. Yeah. Don't make me be responsible for all of this crazy stuff. You know, some people don't know when you use the word, when I use the word helm, they, yeah. they're going, what's the helm? Yeah. Is that the rudder? Well, the, the helm's the steering wheel of the ship. And so the metaphor yeah. is the steering wheel, being able to steer my life where That's I want to go. Take the helm, grab the wheel. Exactly. There's a song. James, did you want to jump into 
take the helm, grab the wheel. That's Ethel Merman. I'm pretty sure that was it, right? I don't wow. think that that was never a big song. <laughs> Sorry, well, that. maybe James is going to take it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm pretty much sure he won't. Um, I don't think that's going. There might anywhere. be a noise ordinance against that. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, I think I, it sounded like a helicopter was landing or something. No, that's Ethel Merman. Oh, is that Ethel? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, that's not a helicopter. Oh, sorry. Jeez. Wow. Mm. Sounds like Ethel was in a helicopter. Okay, that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Swinging from the wind. We're talking with Doug oh. Nielsen. I know, Doug. Don't even try. Um, don't try to understand this craziness. Yeah, this is nuts. He's the author of the book, Take Life by the Helm, Proven Strategies for Gaining Control. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. More tools to take control in your life. Seriously, exercising your agency, you know, becoming the change. We'll be right back. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. We're talking with author Doug Nielsen. He's a certified professional speaker. He's, uh, he has a master's in counseling, is a licensed counseling uh, counselor, and also author of an awesome book here that we're talking about, Take Life by the Helm, Proven Strategies for Gaining Control, How to Live a Courageous, Adventurous, and Deliberate Life. And really, again, um, you are an agent, and that's kind of the message we want to get out. Again, people are going to mess with you. People are going to create problems for you. Okay, that's life. But eventually, what you do with all of that is going to determine uh, probably your amount of peace or not. Is that right, Doug? Absolutely. You know, the, there's that classic book out there uh, written by M. Scott Peck, The yeah. World Less Traveled. I love that. I mean, yeah. in the opening line, it really it really says that— Hey, life is difficult, and once you accept that life is difficult, then it becomes easy. Yeah. And I think, again, it's just aligning life with truth and saying, because if we go through life expecting it to be peaches yeah. and cream all right. the time. Fair. You know. It again. should be fair. Right. Life's not right. fair. And how many times do you tell your kids? That's right. It's not fair. Yeah. Try life. being me. <laughs> I'm the only one that pays the bills. So that's not fair. It, uh, it really is. But there's the cool thing about life, I guess, people have gone before you. There's strategies that have been figured out. Yep. You can keep, I guess, butting up against it and, you know, trying to reinvent the wheel. Or you, it seems like you could just accept what you can accept, let go of what you can't, let what you can't change. Yep. You know, change what you can, let go of whatever you can't, and then follow some real strategies that work. In your book, you've put together strategies to help us with this. What are some of the strategies that stand out? Well, you know, I mean, there are, there are several, but one that's coming to my mind right now is, is simply this idea that, that says, listen to the words that you use, yeah. because the words that you are using right now, they are predicting your future. Ooh. And so... Because they're really describing you. Yeah. They're describing where you're thinking. Yeah. They're describing where you're headed. And so really, if you don't like the words you're using, because they're, your thoughts are now creating these emotions... Yeah. And now you're moving in a certain, you know, certain direction. Uh, if you don't like those words, you better change them. Uh, I have to go to this meeting tonight. Exactly. So that's, I guess, what you mean. Yes, have to. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Really? I have to. They'll kill me. Yeah. Right. What meeting is it? Ah, it's with my mom. 
<laughs> She's a brute. She, Isn't that funny? It, they, we drop that line all the time. Oh, I have to. I should. Oh. I ought. I she, must. Ooh, he makes me so mad. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And see, all those are words that are saying, you're giving your power away. Yeah. That's, that's not truth. You know, if you ask somebody, I always love to say to people, take a piece of paper and list everything you have to do. Now, you know, I mean, we're talking, right. there's a trick here oh, now yeah. to it. But then you take, and they, I said, oh. could you come up with 100 more things if you oh, really, over yeah. a day, a week, a year, a month? And they're like, oh, yeah, easily. I could come up with huge. Taxes, bills. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then ultimately, you take that piece of paper, wad it up, throw it away, and say, that's not true. No, There's don't. nothing you have to do. Oh, no. They would arrest me. That's right. Now, there are consequences. Yeah. Okay. True. Oh, uh, yeah. See, it, you know, if you beat your kids, yes, there are consequences. You are if you don't trouble. pay your taxes, there are consequences. However, uh, there are people who choose not to pay their taxes, and there are people who choose to neglect their kids. Yeah. And, and, and that's a choice. Yes, there's consequence. Oh, Doug, you're being over the top. That's ridiculous. Not really. When it gets down to brass tacks and saying, you know what? Life is a choice. There are people, you know, people say, well, I have to breathe. And they say, really? Uh, no, that can become a choice as well. And obviously, that's no way to deal with challenges. Yeah. Uh, but it's a choice. And understanding that, that that constitutional, foundational marrow of our soul, it is choice. And it changes the lens that we look at our life through and say, it really is a choice. I have to go into work. No, you don't. You, you, you're choosing to. Right. You get to. And your attitude, if it's of gratitude, so yeah. to speak, oh, that changes everything. Oh, but see, oh, man, Doug, see, that ticks people off. When you say, do you have to? Right. They right. just want to punch you in the kisser. The Pollyannish yeah. attitude. But, 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 I, but what I love is the point. Your point is then use that language and be a victim of having no power right. in your life. Or start questioning your language. That's right. And the, the minute you're just questioning... Okay, so I'm choosing to go to this meeting tonight, and even that sounds weird because we wouldn't just say that in our normal, you know, vernacular. Yes, I'm, I'm making, making a decision, a choice, an intentional, deliberate choice. But it doesn't matter. It almost just matters that you think it. Yeah. Once you've got the thought, okay, I'll own that. Yeah. I love this in relationships because you, there's a lot of control. And I sat today with clients that I I couldn't believe. I'm like. I could see both of their dysfunction, and, I'm, and yet neither of them would own their dysfunction. That's right. And then you point it out, and they're like, oh, I mean, I mean, I know I'm part of the problem, but I'm a really small part. But he's 99.9%. Yeah. And she's already, like, delineated, or he's delineated, what are all the problems. Um, talk, about, talk about gaining, or what are some strategies you have for doing this in a relationship? Because you could be too controlling. Absolutely. Yeah. And then try – I mean, so if I have the belief that I should be able to control my spouse, uh-huh. that right there becomes an issue because at best I have some control. And yeah. what is that through? Influence. Yeah. Now, when it's uh, used in a negative way, that becomes manipulation. See, now that's – let's delineate the word because uh, influence is, I guess, positive power. Yeah. Manipulation would be – the manhandling of the situation exactly. to get what you want. And Emotionally abusive, yeah. so to speak, to get your yeah. way. And we can feel the difference. You know oh, when yeah. you're being manipulated. Yeah. It, it just doesn't feel right. It's kind of... But you, you also, you don't want to take and, oh, you don't want to take and get somebody's... If somebody feels like you're controlling them, yeah. now you're taking their agency. So it's one thing for me to give it up, right? But the minute you're trying to take it, exactly. And I see that a lot of parents trying to get their kids to do stuff, yeah, where they're literally strong arming control. Absolutely, 
and taking that way. So, you know, I think you just mentioned it too. One of the first areas in a relationship is I've got to take ownership for myself. And in fact, in the relationship, if it's built on this foundation of where I take 100% ownership for my behavior yeah. and expect nothing back. Now, I know that's that's kind of extreme, but this idea – now, granted – if you're in a marital relationship, there are clear accountabilities and expectations yeah, sure. that you've agreed upon. But in this sense, when I take 100% ownership for myself in this relationship, that's the starting point yeah. where I can then come with a level of vulnerability, humility in the relationship uh-huh. that I approach it at versus a manipulation. Yeah. I'm going to coerce you. I'm going to be passively aggressive or distance myself as opposed to, uh, you know what? I've got to take ownership for this piece. Have you ever noticed when you um – when somebody finally gets that point and they start taking control of their own response, yeah. it, it eliminates arguments in a way because I'm not going to chase you down that ineffective hole. Exactly. And it's the most empowering thing I see in relationships is when and all I ever need is yeah. one person to get it. Because yep. when one person gets, I'm not chasing you there. Right. And they might go there still uh-huh. for yeah. some time That's until right. they find out, right. hey, you're not chasing me anymore. Yeah. What's going on? But that is the that is the most empowering. And then when they look back and see that their partner's happy yeah. and not chasing them, it's a different ball game. And it's the, the, they get this look in their eye like, oh, boy, oh we're boy. in trouble. <laughs> this changes everything. <laughs> but it forces the hand, doesn't it? Yeah, because it really I'm does. not playing your game. And I'm not hating you. Yeah. And I'm not like being passive aggressive and trying to manipulate you, but I will not be ineffective because you are. I'm not exactly. going to follow your bad role model. Yeah, because it's dealing with relationships in a healthy way, saying yeah. you have free will, you have agency. I'm going to respect that as opposed to manipulate, cons- you yeah. know, distort or whatever it takes that. I'm going to allow you to be who you are. And, you know, unless you've married a, you know, a psychopath with no conscience, right. no empathy – uh, which is a problem. Yeah. You know. Well, which is what we usually say they are. But <laughs> yeah. in reality, they're no. not. They're just humans exactly. that are caught in the same pattern of feeling like they have no control and reacting. Exactly. And and trying to meet our needs. Yeah. And sometimes we try to meet our needs by manipulating or controlling when mm-hmm. in reality we're just pushing that person away, you know? Isn't that there's that quote, two heads are better than one, one head is better than zero. <laughs> yeah. right? So it, it it'd be better that at least one of us Takes the helm. Yeah. Exactly. Grabs the will. Well, 95% of us, I think, are doughheads. Oh, yeah. You know, at, at, you know, at some time, at some point. But that 5%, okay, I'm not – the majority of you know, population, that's not what we're talking right. about. No. 95%, that's yeah. the let's majority go, of let's us. Let's go with the majority. Yeah. We're, we're doughheads. But when we yeah. understand this and it's like when I take ownership, then I can be more vulnerable in a relationship yeah. and say, Doug, what's really going on here? What are you trying to control something that you really can't? And this, you know, how's that working for you? And will this work over time? Probably not. Right. This is probably an unhealthy thing. So what's really going on there? Can you get down to your primary emotion and be vulnerable and ask for what you need, take ownership to say, you know what? I'm feeling really distant from you in our relationship and I miss you and I want to be closer to you versus trying to manipulate or control. Doug, I shouldn't have to ask. If they loved me, they would know. Intuitively, that's right. What I need ESP when I need it. That's right. Man, people are doughheads. Doughheads, yeah. The scientific really word. That's it. You heard it from Doug Nielsen. That's right. Um, we're taking a break. <laughs> we're talking with author Doug Nielsen. He wrote the book "Take Life by the Helm: Proven Strategies for Gaining Control." Again, you can get it at Amazon.com. It's a must-read, and or go to his website, DougSpeaks.com. We'll be back. More with Doug. More strategies on getting control of your life. 
This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today, we're taking control of our lives. We brought in an expert to teach us. Doug Nielsen's joining us. He is a professional speaker, certified speaking professional, CSP, which, you know what, by the way, in the speaker's world, that's a big deal. That's like admiral. You're like an admiral, <laughs> Doug, in the speaker's world. Well, thank you. I yeah. prefer Ninja or Navy SEAL, something like that. Ah, uh, Admiral. Okay, Admiral. That works. Ninja's good, though, too. You're like a ninja <laughs> in a the ninja uh, special, yeah, in the, in the arts. Hey, um, we're talking about taking control. Doug wrote a book, happens to speak on this subject all over the country and world. In fact, he was right about to tell me a Belize story, but we won't make him tell the story on the air, um, just in case it's not appropriate. <laughs> but uh, he wrote the book, Taking Life by the Helm. Proven Strategies for Gaining Control, How to Live a Courageous, Adventurous, and Deliberate Life. Again, you can pick it up on Amazon, Amazon.com, or go to his website, DougSpeaks.com. Now, Douglas, more strategies. What else have you learned? What are some other tools we can use to take life back? we got to watch our words. Yes. Watch your words. Words really identify who you are. I mean, they come out of you. Yeah. You know, here's another fun one. I would give an invitation to your audience to to come up with one word of the person that would describe the person they'd like to be over the next three months. Cool. In one word, identify, this is the person that I'd like to be. But not like a name. No. Like Michael Jackson. No, no. Oh! Yeah. You know, <laughs> you not, not quite that, but okay, a word, a, a character, a like principle. A, yeah, like a trait, a character, A value. Yeah. yeah. And whether that's controlled, organized, whatever that word is, more peaceful. Yeah. Take that word. Now, that word then becomes your core, your vision. It becomes your mission statement now for the next three months. So the, the music that you listen to, uh, the videos you watch, the topics of conversation, yeah. the books you read, the articles when you're surfing the net, whatever it is, now that becomes your focal point that you're going to connect with every single mm. day. Because the goal then is to identify that word. Number two, act on that word every day. Yeah, and some then, action. Some action. And then track that. That's and, cool. And, and what's the? I would ask, what's the most important thing I can do today to be more? Exactly. Ex- and then set a goal. And exactly. And then track it at night in your journal. That's what a did I idea. do today? And then write that down. And you can measurably, and it's like nothing. Uh-huh. Or I did it. I went out of my way. If service is my word, I yeah. feel like I'm becoming too self-absorbed and I'm not taking time to love people around me. Love that. I can write it down and prove measurably. But that's uh, more of a, a proactive approach yeah. to saying – I want to gain control of my life. Well, what do you want to do? Identify one word over the next three months that becomes your vision. Well, and it seems like the more you exercise the word, the more you're going to understand the word. Yep. So you could, I guess, spend two years figuring out what the word means and creating a really cool mission on how to describe the word service. Exactly. Or you could just start serving. And and that's kind of how I've done things in the past. I I make it very complex and I have to do it right and put all this time and energy and going. I found in life, probably like you, that the more simple, the better. It's Yeah. We're already dough heads. So don't complicate it for the dough head. But in, in a way, maybe we complicate it so we don't have to do it. Exactly. So we just can't, oh, I've, I've got to first write my first draft of my first word with my definition. Exactly. And then I'm going to, do you remember? It's just like, <laughs> no, 
Don't do that. Almost just let it be the word. Yep. It's, it's already in your heart. Yeah. Then start acting on it, and then it'll start to grow the meaning. Yeah. And then capture it in your journal, and capturing it in your journal will be your definition. There you have it. Today's service means this. Yep. Man. And just go with it. So just a simple idea. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we get so bogged down. And, you know, how to live an adventurous, courageous, and deliberate. That's a key. Yeah, a deliberate, deliberate life. You know, as opposed to getting up and we're just – the alarm goes off. We're fighting to get out of bed. We feel just yuck yeah. and mind fog. We get yeah. up. We go through the motions. We, we come home. Most people are shooting up electronic heroin, <laughs> you know, TV, yeah. Nintendo, whatever, right. you know, Facebook and – so on and so forth. And, man, life is just slipping by. And, and, and the, I think sometimes we need that reminder. Hold it. This is your life, and it's passing. What are you waiting for? Hmm. It's today. Yeah. And what have you done that stirred your soul today or blessed another person's life that's today? That's so good. I mean, that's the helm, right? So you're, otherwise that's you're in a boat helm. without a helm yes. and a rudder. I guess you eventually need that other, and a little, a little energy. Yep. And you can pretty much go anywhere. Exactly. You know, and I think you you look at the average person today just full of exhaustion, just tired. And if we just take even a few moments to connect, if you will, to that word or to yeah. our core right. or to who we are, that anchor of our soul in the morning, and you fill that reservoir so full that you can then go through the rest of your day not thinking about yourself again. Yeah. And and yet, very often, that's just the opposite. Oh, that's We're so just true. surviving. We're yeah. just sucking in air. We're just trying to keep our head afloat. And you don't... I guess what it would do, too, is it would create flow. It would create this optimal state of being because you're doing what's on your mind. You're doing yeah. what's in your heart. So you probably won't have to be as tired trying to deal with the negative energy of being such a loser that never does what you're supposed to do. And instead, you spend all your time occupying. I mean, even if you know you're what you're – I go to work, but there's other things in your heart that are probably more important than just showing up at your work. Like, That's right. You might want to – do it well. Yep. So like quality could be a word for you for three months. And what if you could nail quality down? Because you know your quality slipping and that's always been a big thing for you. And That's right. That's powerful. Or or more engaged or whatever that case is. I want to come in with a great attitude to work. It's been slipping of late. Yeah. Uh, Opportunity to work with many corporations and helping their people. When you take ownership, it changes everything. Oh, yeah. Including your attitude, your quality, because you care. And, and the beautiful thing is then it spills over into every aspect of your life. You but, know? but, Doug, yeah, okay. Um, these are great ideas and everything. This is what I hear every day. Um, okay, yeah, sure. Okay, but what about them? What about, <laughs> okay, that's great for me, blah, blah, blah. I'll do that. What about the person that's just ticking me off? See, and again, they redirect, don't they? And it's... So the minute you push them to be an agent, our, there's oh. something about us. Is it our ego? What is it about us that's like, what about them? Yeah. And we just redirect it. And the minute you redirect it, you've just taken yourself on, a, on the funky town train. We've just given <laughs> our just, power away yeah. again. And, and, you know, it, it's very often we become experts at victimology, oh, yeah. right? I mean, I, and I guess the reality is, you know, you guys say, was, so was Victor Frankl a victim? Yeah, of cl- course yeah. he was, but did he choose to live with victim mentality? Yeah. No, he did not. He, and would he ever have framed himself as a victim? Like, is that how he wants to go down in history yeah. as with the most incredible victim story you've ever heard? Oh, yeah. He wanted the hero story. I mean, the he, he's got the, one, the Trump yeah, card. That's it. Yeah. And, but he rose from the ashes. So he wanted the hero. And the, yeah. the power is, in every victim, there's the hero. It's just, so which one are you going to 
Energize. You got it. We're going to energize hero or victim. And you know, and you look at life. We we all have challenges, and yeah. we get our teeth kicked in, and life doesn't go the path we thought it would sure. go. And in those moments, it causes us to pause and saying, "Okay, hang on here. Do I go the victim mentality, and where I'm just stirring stink and flicking it everywhere yeah. I go and to everybody? Because you look at it, the stink stirs in life. Does <laughs> it take much effort? No. I mean." Any old coward can do it. It's Anyone a coward's way stir out. stink. Yeah, and and you can flick it with the best of them. But I like those words: stir and flick. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Whatever the stink very scientific, is, right, James? Very, James? Very nobody flicks better than James. <laughs> James, are you a stirrer or a flicker? <clears throat> Both, but the question is, which one am I better at? I would say yeah. flicking. Oh, by far. Yeah. Nobody flicks like you, James. Oh no, man! I got a killer flick. Yeah. He's got that down. You know, it's, it's, uh, but I wouldn't be proud of that. Versus <laughs> the idea, you know, the heart yearns for more. And I think that's, that's exactly what you're talking about. Our hearts yearn for more. Our hearts, we want to live with dignity. We want to live with honor. Yeah. We want to go to bed at night and say, okay, so how did you win? Were you stink stern or did you take the helm? Did you come in against the odds and, and give everything you've got? And you might have fallen, failed, mm-hmm. whatever. But you gave everything you got. Now, I know people say, oh, gosh, come on, Doug, blah, blah, Matt, blah. Yeah. the cycle, babble, mumble, yeah. jumbo stuff. Okay, and that's truth for them, and nobody can argue with them. Well, but then, so how does that feel? Great. So deny what we're saying. Deny it. Right. Just put it off with a little sweep of your hand. But so how does that feel? Then you have no hope. You have no, right. nothing exactly. you can do. Just take it. Yep. Just sit here and take your, powerless, your cruddy, powerless you life. Yeah. That's what's so funny about this is it has nothing to do with outcomes, I don't think. So, I mean, it might turn into a great outcome. Sure. But you can have cancer all you want yep. and still die. That's right. But you're, you're going to die a victim of cancer either way. Yep. But you can also do something with the next six months of your life that can change everything. Exactly. So it it's funny. We get so caught up in outcomes thinking that that's the key to all of this. But right. in the end, it's not. It's what what have you become? Yeah. What did cancer – there's a great quote. I have cancer, but cancer doesn't have me. Have me, yeah. So great. Then what are you? What are you becoming because of life taking you for a ride? Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's an interesting piece too. If you were to look at your dominant emotion, say, over the past three days – yeah, this can be a good thing or this can be a terrible thing because uh, whatever that emotion is, yeah. your brain now goes on the, in the reticular activating system part of the brain goes on a hunt to prove your reality. Oh yeah. So like a heat so seeking missile. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you let's say that you've never noticed a Honda Pilot your whole life. Yeah. You buy a brand new Honda Pilot, pull it off the lot. What do you see everywhere you go? They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Like oh my word, they're taking the world over. Yeah. <clears throat> well, the same happens with our emotions, but we're very unaware. Right. And and so this idea. If I've been feeling lethargic, I'm attracting more of that and justification as to why I am tired and why I don't have yeah. energy for the people who the matter most in my life or my work or whatever. That's int- – yeah. And so, again, the idea, the quickest way to change the way you feel is to change what you focus on. The quickest way to change your emotion is to change what you focus on. That's power. And so if you don't like that emotion that you're having right now because your brain will bring in – on a neuroscience level, that same emotion to yeah. you. You take a time out and say, is this at the helm? Is this really what a healthy mind would want in, in yeah. my life? Do I want to stir more into this? Do <clears throat> exactly. I want to steer myself even more into more of these feelings? Exactly. Or steer it away? Exactly. But you could also steer it away. Uh, you know what I'll do? I'm just going to get on my phone. 
My phone will make all this go away. I'll distract. Yeah, Candy and Crush. Just, that's right. Oh, man. Flappy I'm birds. crushing that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's I, your, what level are you at? I actually don't play that one. Oh, I, don't. I, uh, I'm a, I play Deer Hunter 2014. Oh, all right. Oh, there it is. James is a little forever. slow on that I'm one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm a deer hunter. I don't actually. I've never shot an animal, but on deer hunter, I've shot bears. So animals. you're a vicarious mm-hmm. through your yeah. iPhone. Yeah, I like. I only like to kill things that don't bleed, <laughs> except visually. Visually, like, except digitally. Digitally on the. Yes. I love some digital jerky. There you have. It. <laughs> that sounds great. Good old venison. Hey, we've got about thirty seconds. So here's your here's your assignment. What's the one thing? What's the one thing, Doug, that makes that we need to do to take control? If you think of one thing that makes the biggest difference, what do we need to remember? Okay, I would just say, very simply put, when you feel overwhelmed, out of control, stop. Literally, take a few slow deep breaths or more, and get in the habit of just slowing your mind. Take your foot off the gas pedal of your mind, slowing down, and then saying, "What would be the most important, honorable, loving, courageous choice I can make right now?" To take the helm, That's do huge. it. What's the most important? And then you, you threw positive adjectives in there. Loving, courageous, courageous, honorable, decent, wonderful yes. thing I could do right now to take the helm. Yeah, and then do it. Take a small That's step. That's a great question. Even write it down. If you're, if you're overwhelmed, you, I don't know, yeah. there's so many things. Well, get a piece of paper and write yeah. it down. What's the most courageous, loving, right honorable now. thing I can do? Courageous, moment, loving, honorable. I'm overwhelmed. Okay, stop. Breathe. Steer away. What's the most important thing you can do right now to steer away from yes. the muck? And, and breathe. And that's one of the quickest ways to get us to slow down. Breathe. Breathe. In the belly, <clears throat> slow down. Make a practice of breathing daily so yeah. you can get at the helm. And not the phone. And not the phone. And not, not your crush. killing deer. Yeah, not Deer Hunter 2014. Oh, he's too slow. There it is. Um, <laughs> okay, Doug, you did great. Piece Thank you for having me. Go Come check on. out his book. Uh, get all of the tools. More solutions. Go to Amazon.com or go to his website, DougSpeaks.com. He'll also come into your organization and help you, uh, you know, create more peak performance. Get your team going. You know, he's got the whole deal. Take the helm, kids. Take the take life by the helm. That's the name of the book. Doug Nielsen's his name. We'll be right back. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend. This is the second hour. We are taking on the topic of taking control. Do you ever feel like you are completely out of control in your life? Well, if you feel out of control, you should go read the book by our uh, guest from the last hour. Today, or in this second hour, our own Merritt Meekum is going to take us on a little journey. She's been learning about chaos, and apparently we aren't just bad at taking control. We might actually be better at creating chaos. Is that what you're saying? Oh, definitely. I mean, some people are just chaos addicted. Oh, heavens yes. Yeah. It's so interesting, and I think everybody on some level is definitely guilty of yeah. creating their own chaos. Well, who doesn't love a little chaos? Oh, yeah, you know. Um, and I don't even think this is the same as creating drama because some people, 
can really create drama, oh. you know. Um, but some people are just good at creating creating chaos, creating – it's just feeling out of control all yeah. the time. I do that. Oh, I, yeah. I create chaos everywhere I go. <laughs> I walk in. I change the whole deal. Yeah. So but in, it's so fun to watch everyone jump. Oh, no kidding. This is And this is something that we can see really easy in other people, how they create their own chaos. Yeah. But it's harder to see in ourselves. Um, I, I loved what Doug Nielsen said about making <laughs> – your choice like uh-huh. you're like i'm choosing to do this right now because really i think that's kind of where it starts is when you start saying things like well i have to do this or they're making me do this yeah. and this is something that i as a call student have to remind myself of constantly because you get assigned an assignment you've and got you're a like, homework assignment. i have to do this my professor is making me do this assignment but you know no. what? but that theory goes on because then you have a child that child exactly. has to be changed i know but, or, but see, still saying, I'm choosing, I'm going to go change this mm-hmm. child. And I'm doing it out of love, not out of duty. Yep. Ah. And so it's really interesting because I, ha- I say that all the time, you know, like, oh, I have to do this. I'm like, wait, no, I'm choosing to do this because I'm choosing to have a good education. This is my decision and I'm grateful for it. Yeah. So it's really interesting. But um, some examples of this, maybe, of creating your own chaos. I found a really great story in an article. Um, for example, um, sorry, I'm reading through this. <laughs> you should have underlined. It. I need to. I usually you know, I got this. a marker. I know. I can't All believe you just did this just earlier to, today. Know. See, you're, you're, you know what? It's called. We're like. So, I think it's, you guys are in chaos. It's because we're this in is finals chaos, finals and highlighters are so. They're worn out. They're they're just. We can't even handle them. This at one's the hot. This like it's been used so much. I know exactly. <laughs> No, um, but here's an, here's a good example. Okay. I found it. It's a parking ticket. Mm. So say you get a parking ticket and stupid you, government, yeah, stupid stuff just trying happens, to control. you know. And eventually, you haven't paid it, and it's late, and you have like triple the fee, yeah. and you have to go pay a two hundred dollar parking ticket, even when it should have been like fifty bucks or something. Uh-huh. And you know, it's weird. We then watch television shows where people are getting tickets and getting their cars impounded. And for some reason that sells. Yeah. So it's not even bad. We're not even so bad that we just do that. We want to watch it happening. No kidding. Yeah. It's but so up. that's a, an example. You could blame that all. It's yeah. it's the silly parking ticket. They should have, you know, the silly regulations, government. Why do I have to do yeah. this? But really, whose fault was it? It Yours. was your own. So. Um, but we don't. This. Why are you blaming me? Yeah. I didn't. I was I was late because my sitter was late, mm-hmm. and then I get the ticket, and then I forget to pay it, yeah. and it's my fault. Exactly. Huh. So it, a lot of this is rationalization, but I feel like the basis of it is when it's something that maybe our expectations weren't meant or we're not maybe attracted to the idea of what's going on. Yeah. Um, also, busyness makes us feel important, so that's... You know, For sure. Another aspect How many times? It. I mean, it used to be if you had a lot of emails, you were important. Yeah. And I think um, this kind of comes, we can compile this into one big thing. And it's that we kind of live life in a stress competition where we look at each other and instead of acknowledging that we all live a fast paced life, which, by the way, everybody lives a fast paced life right now. So, yeah. we're all busy. So maybe we should change our definition. Well, of fast busy. is the new slow. Exactly. So, so, so we, but we go around and when people say, how are you? You say, well, I'm busy, but, 
you know, but that's the, that's the automatic yeah. response. And we live in this competition where we try to say, my stress is better than your stress. Right. And so um, I was giving the example of a roommate I had once who always managed to be more stressed out than I was for whatever reason. <laughs> And um, it was pretty. It was pretty amusing sometimes. At times, she was definitely, legitimately, way more stressed out than I was. Yeah. Um, and she was a theater major. She had, you know, some days she had shows and rehearsals up until midnight. Yeah, that's way more stressful, stressful. than my life. And there were other times when she didn't have school or anything that she managed to be stressed anyway. She it was conjured part, up yeah. stress. So it was, she would, you know, overthink a situation yeah. or she would think too far ahead of the things that she had to do, or she would um, just kind of do the thing where we become victimized and we don't take, you know, responsibility for what we're choosing to right. do. But um, it was really interesting because it was almost like a validation for her to be more stressed than everybody else. Like it, somehow it made her more human like yeah yeah it made her more important so you know and i i can understand that because if you're you're talking with people and they're doing all these cool important things you want to do cool important things too i'm like and really that comes down to we we want to be stressed out too so we can be in the in crowd Uh, (laughs) that's so sad yeah it's sad well or maybe some of these people just have anxiety so they just approach life stressfully yeah it's true and you know that really comes naturally to some people that's a total you know, that's a real problem when you just really have a harder time um, feeling in control and feeling like you can take responsibility for everything that's happening. Yeah. So there are definitely different levels of it. But here's some reasons that you might be creating chaos for yourself. Um, you're used to it. It's your story. It's you're the person who's stressed out. You're yeah. the person who has all these crazy things going on in your life and your identities tied up in that. Um, it could be that being successful scares you. Yeah, so you're avoiding. Yeah, if you were in complete movement. control, what would you be doing with your life? Right. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, you could think you could honestly think you don't have a choice. Yeah, Again, you do have a choice. It could be success, I guess, or it could be failure too. You're afraid mm-hmm. to fail, so I don't want to try. So I'm just yeah. going to keep being stressed about it. You could feel like you deserve it. Maybe uh-huh. you deserve the chaos that's going on in your life. You need to feel victimized for whatever reason. You could f- not have anything to replace it with. If you're mm-hmm. really caught up in the idea of being, you know, having this chaos, then it could be. Well, then what? Yeah. What's well, that's done. Yeah. What do you do with all that extra time? <laughs> so- Right. <laughs> that is so messed up. But true. I mean, I've seen it with myself where I all of a sudden I've got really awesome evening schedule. I used to forever. I would have a horrible evening schedule because mm-hmm. I needed to see clients. Ethel Merman. And um, all of a sudden, though, I've kind of cleaned my slate and I'm good and I'm not doing it. But there's a part of me like you are starting to get a life. Yeah. Let us throw some chaos in that. <laughs> and I keep thinking, maybe I need to do this and fill it up with something else. We think more is better. Not true. Yeah. Well, even like you see somebody else having a super chaotic life and you're like, man, I am lazy. Exactly. Yeah. I need it's to do more. They're totally freaking stressed thing. out. And why yeah. am I not stressed and out? And all I do is sit here and talk to my family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's messed up. So I think part of solving this problem is to just the first step you have to do is just recognize what's going on. Um, recognize that you had there. So there's internal chaos and there's external chaos. And usually when we are creating chaos for yourself, that is when you try to make the 
internal chaos external. Yes. So if, for example, um, if you're feeling really insecure about your yourself and your relationships, you might externalize that and you make it somebody else's problem. So it's no longer the yeah. fact that maybe you're feeling insecure in your relationship, you're not getting what you want, and you're feeling lots of anxiety sadness because of that. It becomes your partner or your date that night did something that made you feel that way. And so you kind of rationalize it in the head to make it outside of you. And I think that's really where all this comes down to. For example. And then I do, but I'm doing that to you. So then all of a sudden you're becoming part of my anxiety and you now get to deal with it. Yeah. But you can just even think of this in more situations. So for example, if you are, um, really, let's say you have a spending problem. It's not that you have a spending problem and you maybe have some anxiety related to spending or control issues or your values tied up and what things you own, because that's internal chaos. We're too uncomfortable with that. We externalize it and it becomes more about other things are so expensive or um, I had to buy this for this, you know, and so we try to externalize it, which is super interesting. But there's no power outside of you, right? So it it seems like it would be better to just Great. So what can I do about my situation and get it into something you can do something about, right? Exactly. And so really it just comes down to that. Start recognizing where your problems are actually coming from. Um, an interesting, just a personal example of this was a few semesters ago, I had a semester that was completely awful for me. I was just- I think I remember that one. Super worn out. Yeah. It was it was exhausting and I really wanted to blame it on everything else because I wanted to say, well, it's just- Silly university is making me take so many yeah. classes. They're making is that when so you got in that fight out, with James? You know? Probably. Okay. I know. I that was bad. That guy. It was kind of yeah. mean. But uh, he – but – and I kept, you know, externalizing. It was just I have these, so many assignments. I chose this major that is so busy. But really what the fact was was I had overscheduled myself. That was all there was to it was that I had – Tried to do everything to make myself feel better about myself, yeah. which is you know funny because yeah. I'm a plenty confident person. So this right. isn't even if you're like, yeah, you don't you know, need to, yeah, you don't need to be. But also, don't pitiable. make it about everything else. Yeah, when but it's about I just you. had to recognize this was that was the choice that I had made was to take too many credits, and you know what. I recognize that, and this next semester I took fewer credits, and it's been a lot better. But it just comes down to recognizing it, and once you recognize it, then you can solve the problem from there. And you know yourself better, so you're learning. So none of this probably matters if we're learning, right? If we're learning what we can handle and what we can't and we're processing it, then by learning today we set up probably a less stressful day tomorrow. Or a stronger capacity to handle tomorrow. Well done, Merritt. Thank you. You did it. Hey, keep that marker. Oh, yeah. Uh, give one to <laughs> everybody. <laughs> hey, great stuff. We're, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Jenny Layton's going to be joining us. Um, she is going to be teaching us about the importance of kind of modeling, set, setting a good example for healthy, maybe less stressed, more in healthy control, understanding what part of life you can control. Role model for our children. Powerful stuff, folks. We're taking a break. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. 
Hey, today we have been dissecting the concept of control, taking control, finding control, what gets in the way. It's, it's, you know, it's the real deal. And one of the things I guess I would love all of us to remember is, you know, there's only so much that we actually can control. And people are watching us. People are watching how you're handling your life. So if you sit there and make chaos a part of your life and throw your family into chaos and your children into chaos and you or the opposite is you don't re- take care of yourself, you don't, you know, get healthy and strong and increase your ability to handle all of the chaos in life, your children are watching. They're watching what you do, how you do it. They are listening to the excuses you give. And so we wanted to attack that issue. And who better to do that than Jenny Layton, who is a great friend of the show, creator of the blog, The Happy Gal. You just got to go to the website, thehappygal.com. She's the author of a newly released cookbook, Healthy Eating, The Happy Gal Way. And whether she's writing or speaking or blogging or coaching, Jenny draws on her background of professional organizing and health and nutrition and personal life experiences to help people find happiness. Jenny lives in Kaysville, Utah with her husband and five children. You can find her at thehappygal.com. Jenny Layton, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, Matt. Thanks. How are you? Good to be here. Good. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Uh, I am so relaxed. I can't even tell you. What's what's your secret? How do you uh, get so relaxed? I'm just trying to take control of my life. Um, Just I take my I took my shoes off for a bit, Uh. (laughs) but we're in a very small confined studio, so uh, I was asked to put those back on. (laughs) It sounds bad, but uh, I do it for James because he's a good man. Hey, uh, Jenny, here's the deal: moms out there seem to really uh, take what's the word? Moms seem to really want control. Not like, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not like saying like, because they're controlling, but their lives are hectic. They're chaotic. They're crazy. And I know you have an activity, an event coming up. Um, Is it this week? No, it's not till, um, we're going to start talking about it. Oh, it's in May. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What, 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 what's the idea? Same. Makeover. Well, we're, yeah, we're going to do a Mother's Day makeover. It's going to be really exciting and, the idea behind it is that women give and give and give, especially mothers, give and give and give to their families, to their friends, to their communities, and it's really hard for them to take the time to take care of themselves. Right. So we really want to promote the message that self-care is so important because, you know, the old saying, when your pictures filled up, then you have more to give to other people. Yeah. And kind of celebrate that by giving a really lucky woman in our community a full makeover, like shopping and, you know, a stylist will shop with her and new hair, makeup and a photo session and then a coaching session with me to kind of do the inside work that needs to be done. Well, to me, that that's huge, right? Because everyone knows they need to take care of themselves and yet we don't. And yet it probably increases or impacts our abilities to... um, to handle our stresses in life, and to even have the fortitude. Like on the show today earlier, we were talking about a book written by Doug Nielsen, Take Life by the Helm, Proven Strategies mm-hmm. for Gaining Control. But what you're kind of talking about is if the, if, the, if the pitcher is empty or if the pitcher has holes in it, 
we probably aren't going to um, have the energy reserves. We're not going to have what it takes mentally to to feel like we can make decisions in our lives and to lead our lives. Mm-hmm. And the irony, I think, in that is that we don't take the time for ourselves because we feel like to be a good mother, to be a good wife, to be a good person in the community, we should put other people before ourselves. But what happens is we aren't our best, so we can't give our best. And I think the most harmful part of that is that our kids are not seeing us at their best. We're That's not right. modeling a really great example of living a strong, healthy, um, really empowered, happy life. So I love I that, the modeling good. idea, because then we hand down generationally, family mm-hmm. after family, this idea that busy is best, even if you're mm-hmm. chaotically moving nowhere, but you're constantly moving. I, I have this weird, and my wife didn't learn that, but my wife likes to see me busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's a wife thing. I feel is that it? way about my husband. Do you? Like, if I'm sitting there seriously enjoying something, she doesn't mean uh-huh. to, but in her head she's like, oh, how come you get to do that? Like, yeah. do you not know the list of things I need to do? But so now what I've figured out is um, even if I just look busy, but it, I'm not doing anything. So the minute she's home, I just start walking around. <laughs> is, this, is the cat out of the bag now? Is well, I, I guess now? I just gave it away. <laughs> Darn it. I shouldn't have said anything. keep her busy this afternoon so she doesn't yeah. hear that. <laughs> Maybe. I think she's listening, too. Darn it. But, like, the minute she walks in, I hop up and I immediately just start. And what I do is I turn a TV on and I just walk around it. Mm-hmm. And she, I, I don't think she was onto it for years. Well, that must be the strategy my son's starting to use, too, because I'm noticing he's kind of hightailing it out of the family room when I'm in there, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard, though. You know, you've got a lot on your plate and a lot to get done, and you kind of want it to be a team effort. So yeah. There's a lot you're balancing as bah. a woman as a mom. I agree. But see, what I, what I love, too, about your coaching is you, you are, you're big in accountability. You're big in ownership. So teach mm-hmm. us. What, what are some of the things that, you know, why, why do we end up running from our own owner, our, our ownership or our own accountability and responsibility? Why does that seem like such a, you know, a, a horrible thing for us as human beings? Well, I think that's just such a fascinating question. In fact, I love this whole topic today. I could talk all afternoon about it. Because well, good. The, yeah. The, the kind of the psychology of change and taking control of your life and how you really create a life that you love is so fascinating, and there's so many juicy angles, but this, this accountability part is fascinating because we must sense that there is some really great payoff in not taking accountability yeah. or else we wouldn't do it because it's so universal. You know, even from a tiny little age, we want to blame somebody else for right, right. The, when things aren't going well. And so when I look at when people want to make change and, and really look at the psychology of what's going on when people are not taking accountability, I have to ask myself that question. What is the payoff for not, not being accountable? And what I've found in my experience, and you'll have to tell me if this is what you've also found, is that nobody wants to look like they're wrong. Right. Nobody wants to have done anything wrong. And so it's a really sly trick that our subconscious mind will play on us in making us um, want to, to blame somebody automatically without even recognizing that that's what we're trying to do is not look like we're wrong. Well, and the, so you spend your whole life not wanting to be wrong, but yet never then get to go be right. Like, it's the yeah. weirdest because we're not extending, right? We're, and so to me, maybe that's what creates all this stress and anxiety is our fear to be wrong, 
Our shame mm-hmm. when we are wrong makes us never reach. And when you never reach, listen to this. If a turtle never sticks its head out, it will get nowhere. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Huh? You have to stick your head out. Yeah, I I just found it in a book. Oh, (laughs) I read a lot of books. Taking credit for that one. (laughs) Yeah, that would be a good one. But I I think you're right on, and that it's so it's kind of a fear a fear thing, isn't it? We don't want to be accountable and to be wrong. We don't want anyone to, you know, notice that hey, we're not on top of everything. Mm -hmm. You know, speaking of books that I've read, that you know you've read, and I I love that how will you measure your life book. I don't know if you've read that by Clayton Christensen. He cites an example in there that I thought was really interesting. There was this young 26-year-old uh, trader, like day trader, stock trader, um, that was really, really successful. And at one point, he made a little mistake and covered it up rather than just owning up to his mistake. Yeah. And kind of like a lie, you have to, once you don't take accountability for something, you kind of continue down that path in sure. order to keep covering it up. And ultimately for him the mistakes got bigger and bigger and the cover-ups got greater and greater to the point that he not only lost his business, but, you know, his marriage failed. He was in prison. He caused this bank to fail because of this. And I think that's just a really great example where you look back at how he explained how he got in that place from success to ultimate real failure as he said, I wanted to be successful and he was going to cover up mistakes in order to do it. Mm. And I think psychologically, subconsciously, we do that to ourselves. We just don't want to own up to it. And that's really unfortunate because you know that when you do that, you really lose your power because the power is in recognizing what you did wrong and then fixing it. Oh, absolutely. So hey, we're talking ironic. here with Jenny Layton. Uh, the blog, her blog is called The Happy Gal. And, you know, it's well earned. She's not just faking it. You know, sometimes we all fake it. But Jen doesn't fake it. She's the happy gal. And if you go to her website, check it out. We're going to take a break, come back, um, and we're going to get deeper into this idea of accountability, ownership, and how we use ownership as a key to help us correct some of our mistakes, how we can become more accountable, taking control of our lives. That's the topic of the show today. We'll be right back with Jenny Layton. This is the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. You know, we really need to record what goes on off air because, just to tell you, you would be completely changed. Don't you think, James? Definitely, yeah. Profound. We talk about deep stuff off air. Deep stuff. Welcome back to the show today. Today we're talking about taking control of your life. Hello, Quit letting it just pass you by. Wake up, folks. Time's a ticking. And, uh, you know, we've had a, a wonderful show, great guests so far that have taught us a lot. Now on the show, we have Jenny Layton, who is the Happy Gal blog author. She's a writer, a speaker, blogger, coach, mom, friend, sister, daughter. She does it all. And she does it in a happy way, and she's also the author of the newly released cookbook, Healthy Eating, The Happy Gal Way. She's teaching us about the power of ownership, and ownership can be a key to correcting some of our mistakes. 
uh, maybe gathering a little bit more control in our life by taking some ownership. Jenny Layton, welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Thanks, Matt. You I'm bet. wondering if what happened off air had anything to do with your shoes being on or off. Yep, pretty much. That was Great. it. That's all we want to know. Yeah. it's. Uh, I put them back on. Okay. I also found out that, uh, you know, nobody cares about me oh, or my Matt. pain. Okay, right there. See right there? I didn't take any ownership. I put it outside of me. It's everyone else that's just rude. I've been wow. on my feet all, not really. I've I've walked into the building on my feet and nobody cares. Well. That sounds kind of negative for the happy gal, doesn't it? Yeah, we got to happy you up a little bit. Yeah. Happy me up, Jenny. <laughs> Teach me ownership. Teach me this. Yeah, should we take ownership of this situation? Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I'll own that the people around me that I've half-picked are really difficult. I'll own that. Uh, well, that's that's a good corner to be turning, Matt. Let's do it. <laughs> We're starting. Okay, so fill me in on this ownership idea, because if we never own it, and we talked about this earlier, if you're never going to be the agent in charge of, the, of your life, then everyone else, I guess, gets to determine where we are, what you do, how you feel. Well, and you feel like a victim, and that is such a bad place to be. Yeah. So, I mean, even if you, you are a victim, you don't want to be there. Well, and there are circumstances where, you know, maybe somebody has done something to you, but you always can control the way that you respond to that situation, and that's where your power comes back. Yep. So that's really important. But, but the thing about this whole thing that is so hard is that you just revert into those um, that lack of accountability so easily. It's just such a subconscious process. And right. to, you really want to change your life. If you really want to have control and create some good things, then it's a matter of you watching for those times that you do try to blame somebody else. And so I think that's maybe the rest of what I want to talk about today yeah. on the show is just how do we break this cycle and how do we start taking ownership? Because you have to really be looking for it or you keep in those same patterns and habits. What what have you found works? What's the way to take accountability, um, you know, of your life? And I, I love the word ownership. I mean, it is your life. That's what we always joke on the mm-hmm. show, that this show is the, it's kind of the owner's manual for life because no one was born with one. So you've got to figure it out yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get help from others, but you've got to own your progress. Yep, you do. And that's the that's the good news and the bad news because the bad news is that it can be it can be hard but the good news is that you really can create that life that you love and that is such a great message to send out. So I love the show for that and I yeah. love this topic. But let's talk about then like how you do start to increase um, taking ownership and accountability. And I just want to suggest that it starts once you understand how vital that is. To having a happy life that you love, you've got to start watching for it. You've got to become aware of it. Hmm. And because, because if you're not watching for it, then you're just going to keep doing the same old things. Right. And so you kind of almost have to become a student of yourself. You've got to start paying attention to those things and those times that make you want to blame someone or something else for what's going on and read those as like giant red flags alerting you that you've, you're heading down that path again of but not taking Because the, there are signs, right? And if you're not paying attention to the signs, you could end, I mean, really, if you just really weren't paying attention, you could end three states away from where you were going just because <laughs> you, you missed a few signs. But you're saying the signs are there. They are there. And they sound like this. I mean, the obvious is it's not my fault. 
you know, and you hear that a lot. In fact, I hate that. My son, I have a son who likes to say that. And we've gotten to where I tell him, you got to pay me $20 every time you say it. Wow. That's the most disempowering statement you could say. Yeah. I don't want him saying it because I don't want him thinking it because that's not an excuse. There's always something you've done yeah. to contribute to this situation. So be honest. But the other thing that is a little bit more subtle but really, really important is if you can listen to when you start to think, well, it's okay. I don't really want it that bad anyway. You know, Um, you start to kind of make excuses for why you're not getting what you want. You know, I thought I wanted to get healthier. I thought I wanted to be more organized or, you know, have a better relationship, but it's just, it's just too hard. It's not working. Well, there again, you're giving away some of your power. You're not taking accountability for what you did contribute to the present situation. That's such a great... Again, the minute you're rewriting your goals because they're not working, mm-hmm. um, maybe you're not leading yourself anymore. Now you're just reacting because I guess you could always rewrite everything in your life down to what mm-hmm. didn't work, or mm-hmm. you can you can instead use your learning to live up. Mm-hmm. Powerful, yeah, and it's it's scary. You know, when you are trying to do something new, you're trying to change something. You're in uncharted territory. You're doing things you haven't ever really done before, and so you're going to be making mistakes and those mistakes, it's easy to interpret those as failures. But again, look at those as messages. Those are just messages that what you tried didn't work. So try it a different way, but don't gloss over that experience and just say, it's not my fault or I can't do it because you're again, giving away your power. Cool. That's great advice. Well, one other, one other thing that I think is important too, is sometimes I think you need to have the perspective of somebody else to help you. I don't know how it is for you, but for me, when I look back over things that I've done wrong, I can think and think my way through it, you know, how, what could I have done differently, and I just don't see the answer. And then my husband or a friend or a coach can point something out that is suddenly really obvious, and I just couldn't see it before. Yeah. Have you had that experience Oh, every before? day. That's what, and, I, and I'm blessed with my wife and my three sisters and my mother. <laughs> And so I have a lot of eyes uh, on me and my kids, I guess, too. But they just they're uh, really willing to tell you when you've done. Yeah, it's beautiful. So, I mean, to not have all these people that would so quickly point out what you did wrong, it makes you wonder where you'd be. Yeah. But and, you know, and I think a good point there, too, is selecting the person that you can fight in and ask for feedback and help from really carefully because you put yourself in a really vulnerable place where you go, okay, this is really what I wanted and I didn't get it or it's not happening. Can you help me see what I might be able to do differently? That's a place we, again, try to avoid. That's why we don't take accountability. So if you're going to go there and if you're going to be accountable and try to take ownership, choose someone that loves you, that is really going to honor what it is you're trying to accomplish and be your cheerleader Hmm. and um, that's an important part too. It really is because then all of a sudden, especially even if you only have one, I mean, I think a lot of us would love to have 20 people be that role for us. Or mm-hmm. a lot of, I had a, a person in recently who would love their spouse to be that person. Mm-hmm. And their spouse may not have the skill set to 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 know how to effectively be and and help their spouse be vulnerable. They're very direct. They're very... Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it'd be great if it was your spouse. I mean, I, I guess that would be ideal. But no matter what, find someone. Yeah. And I don't think that one person can help you in every aspect of no. your life. Your spouse might be able to 
help you in some aspects of your relationship with your kids or uh, some personal things. But, you know, for me with business, I have different people that I rely on to really give me good guidance. Yeah. Maybe can't come from my sister or my mom. So there's there's certain things you can trust people with. But I also want to point out how effective a coach can be or a therapist can be in this as well because they're trained and they've been there and they know what you're going through and they can easily see the path and Mm -hmm. point you to the next step. I think that's really important too. It's interesting. I've even just found as a coach uh, myself that, and when I go hire someone to help me, it's totally different. The quality of what you get a lot of times when you're paying for it yeah. is so different than what you get when, you know, someone leans out their window and says, hey, you got <laughs> you got to deal with this. It, but And everyone's willing to do that. But in the end, sometimes somebody that's shooting straight with you that, that is a pro can see through a lot of crud faster. So it is more efficient to get to somebody, even if you have to pay them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And again, I think that's an important an important avenue to pursue if you really are coming up against some blocks yeah. where you feel like you've gone around and around a lot of times and you've exhausted maybe your relationships and resources you have right now. Look for a professional in the in the area that you're really trying to improve in and it is it is worth the money. I always think life is so short and you just want to live the best kind of life you can and if a couple of appointments that cost you a few hundred dollars is all that's standing between you and really moving to that next place. That is money really oh, well spent. Yeah. And so efficient, really, because they, they're they not, it doesn't have to be this long, drawn out thing. A lot of times I've found the people I coach, they already have the answers. So mm-hmm. they just almost need somebody to validate, you already have your answer. Let's just build your plan and then you don't need to come back. Just Mm-hmm. Come back once a year and let's own, let's help you own ownership, right, of yeah. your own life. The Huge. Keyword. Yeah. Jenny, yeah, you're great. I, thank you. Thanks. It's so fun to be here. I love this topic. Well, and they got to go check out your website because really just stuff, never-ending, tools, ideas, and, and really just all about life, about your kids, about upcoming holidays, and, hey, strawberry shortcake for crying out loud. <laughs> You've been on my blog. Matt. I'm right there. In fact, I wish I could <laughs> just order. Are you a happy gal? <laughs> I am. I, one of my favorite sites is Happy Gal. Try explaining awesome. that to your wife. Hey, um, <laughs> well done, Jenny. Great work. Again, everybody go check out her book, Healthy Eating the Happy Gal Way, or go to her blog, thehappygal.com. Jenny Layton, teaching us how to get out of this hole that sometimes we dig ourselves into. When we come back, we're going to talk about dating and the courage to take control. Mike and Maddie. We'll be the Mike and Maddie show. They're going to be up next. We're talking love and taking control of your love life, right? This is the Matt Townsend show right back here on Sirius XM. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We have all of the producers in one studio right now, breathing heavily out of their mouths. It's a good thing you put your shoes back on then. Thank you. Yes, I did. (laughs) Um, Hey, here's the deal. So when you're in a relationship, 
it's easy to blame all of your problems on others. You know, like we all blame Maddie Richards for our problems. Maddie, gosh. Yeah, it's okay. But the actual problem may be in yourself, Mike. We're going to talk about how you can take more control of your relationships and your dating life. Taking control of your life is literally the most important thing you can do for your personal success and happiness. An aspect of life that many neglect to take control of are their relationships. So you might be single or you're in a relationship. Ask yourself, are you taking control or are you just letting life happen to you? And what does it even mean to take control of your dating life and your relationships? Well, let's talk about that for a second. Relationships make up the most important interactions in our life. They affect our mood and our happiness if we let them. The people that we are closest to are the ones that we interact with most often and we value the most. Although we value these relationships, we may not be taking control of them. Now, when I say control, I do not in any way intend the word's connotation of manipulation or oversight. But rather, are you getting the most out of your relationships in your life? Are you taking the risks and gaining the courage to create relationships with those around you? For those of you that are single, this could mean that you're not putting yourself in places where you'd have the opportunity to meet someone. Or maybe you're saying yes to the wrong questions and the wrong dates. Or maybe you're not asking anyone on dates. Maybe you've been hurt in the past and you're afraid of being hurt again. But the bottom line is, you need to ask yourself, Are you in control? Are you getting what you want? Do you have the courage to take control? If you don't, get it. Only you know exactly what you need to do. Now, for those that are married or are in serious relationships, the questions are similar. Are you in control? Are you getting the most out of your relationship? Are you feeling how you want to feel? For some of you, you might ask, are you in love? Now, if the answer is no to any of these questions, don't think divorce or a breakup, but ask more questions on how you can take control. Questions such as, are you putting everything you can into the relationship? Are you communicating your hopes, desires, and dreams? Or simply, what's keeping you from getting the most out of your relationship if you're not getting the most out of it? Only you can answer these questions for yourself, and only you will know what exactly you need to do. But it first takes asking yourself the question, are you in control? If you're not in control, you can be. It takes work, but you can do it. Being in control of your relationship takes a great deal of self-awareness and courage. Maybe you don't have the courage to go after what you want, or maybe you don't even know what you want. But as you begin to gain courage and take the necessary steps to take control of the relationships in your life, if you're not currently in control, it will be difficult at first and it will seem hard. You may even experience rejection as I once did when I was told by a woman maybe later when I asked for her phone number. Well, don't be discouraged. If you're single, chances are you've already met the person you'll marry. One scientific study showed that 70% of the participants had already met their future spouse by age 16. The point is, you're not going to be in a relationship with people you don't know. Take advantage of that. Don't let the moment pass by. You know what I'm talking about. You're on the bus, or you're at the checkout stand, or in some other public place and you see someone. They catch your eye. What do you do? Well, if you're like most people, you do nothing. Next time, take control. Say something. Say, say anything. 
You'll be surprised what happens next. You're more confident than you think you are. If you're married or in a relationship, taking control will look a little different. It might mean having the courage to change, to say something, to adjust your attitude or viewpoint. Don't let life just happen to you. Ultimately, wherever you are in your life, whatever you're doing, you can take control. You have the power. This is Mike Pond with BYU Radio, helping you on your way to the good life with The Matt Townsend Show. Well done. That was phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. Finally, finally, one compliment. That's all I wanted. You found it. You found it. You found it, son. I'm learning to take control of my life and my relationships. In fact, let's go there. I hear through the grapevine that Michael Pond has suffered a blow. A minor blow, but yes. I heard you were winged. Somebody took your wing and done broke it. <laughs> Recently, in like five minutes ago, you just had somebody break up with you. She didn't break up with me. She just, I set up a date with her. Her name's Lauren, by the way. I oh, set up a date with her. Do you want to give her last name and her social security number? I, I can. No, yeah. don't do that. Okay. Lauren. Lauren has, she said what to you? Well, well I asked her to go to a uh, dance concert here at BYU mm-hmm. this Saturday, yesterday. And then she called me, left me a message, and then sent me a text message and was obviously very uncomfortable. Uh, She's like, who are you? No, no. She was just kind of like, well, I have a lot of things to do, and I'm really busy, and I'm mm. super bummed, but yeah. obviously not interested. Obviously. Yeah. But uh, did yeah. she say, and please put me on your do not call list? No, but she's already on it. Okay. Because this is just, so you're sad. I'm not sad. This is totally No, you're fine. melancholy. No, Matt. You came in and you were like, <sighs> Yeah, because the atmosphere in the studio, because of the happy gal, which yeah. we had on before. We went from happy yeah, gal. Yeah, it was really happy. To yeah. melancholy Mike. Guys, yep. I'm fine. Okay. I am not in denial. I am. This is. I'm fine. I'm good. Hmm. I'm What's okay. with the sleep meds? What? Just kidding. Um, what? So you're not. You're fine. But now you have to get over this. Yeah. Well. And let her go. Let her go. Can we get Maddie to? No, don't. Sh- okay. Sh- 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 don't let Maddie sing. I just wanted you to sing. Oh. Matt, you are so mean to me. I'm not. What are you talking about? I just want Mike to know that I think that girl is crazy. She should have just gone on that date with you yeah, and fallen you, in love with you. You listened to her message. I did listen to the message. Hey, can I just say something? You two are sharing a microphone. We are. And you look like Captain and Tennille singing a song. <laughs> and you might not even remember Wait, Captain who? and Tennille. Well, look it up. Look it up. For all those people out there driving in listener land, they'll get me. Um, <laughs> it was just really awkward to see okay, you two looking at each other's eyes, sharing a mic. Like, <laughs> yeah, just no, like, no, no, no. Four inches away just, from just each other. Just address me. Address me, and then I yeah. won't have that weird out. No, feeling. but <laughs> the point is, that was weird. Lauren. Yeah, Lauren, Lauren needs to take a ride. Should have. She should have gone on that day with Mike, and her excuse voicemail no, was pathetic. I no, I, I think she should have just been honest. She, if she's not interested, or if she's actually really busy, she just needs to, to say that, you know, well, but, not but play these games. Maybe she doesn't want to hurt you. Well, that's what taking. But Lauren, control, you already did. Yeah, 
that's what taking control of our relationships means. It means yeah. that we're honest with ourselves and we're honest with those around us. Because you can say no to somebody and still care for I care for you. You're a great guy. But no, yeah, well, I exactly. can't go with you and, you. and I really don't want to go with you ever. You can be really tactful and polite in the way that you do it. Yeah. Um, so Taking control yeah. doesn't mean you'll never be hurt. Like you'll go home tonight. You'll have to lick your wounds. We'll set that wing. And tomorrow you'll fly again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's going to be some successes and, and some failures. But again, and, we did set you up with 220 people from my Facebook page. So I am totally fine with rejection by now. You've, <laughs> you've got a lot of rejection. Have you been there, there's only about 15 left. They've all said no wow. so far. Okay. You might have what we call a really high burn rate. Yeah. You're, James, you're high, the love doctor. Um, do you think we're burning too fast here? I think we're burning the candle for um, the wick on both ends. Is it too rich? It's too rich. Yeah. It's yeah. too rich. Your mix is too rich. How do I change that, Matt? What do I do? How do I take control? Tone it down. Take it down a couple notches. If I were you, I would quit wearing the muscle tees. Okay. Yeah. The wife, number one. The wife beaters. Yeah. That has a really bad connotation. Show less flex. Yep. Show more intellect. Look them in the eyes like you just did Maddie. Which, by the way, moving. Like, seriously, I thought you were about to break into love song, both of you. That's true. In a good way. Uh, anyway, I, I'm, I'm sorry, and, but I would just do everything we talked about on the show. Be- become the agent. You're the agent. You're the change agent of your life. You ready for a quote? We're going to wrap it up right here. Here's the quote. You all know Marianne Williamson? Yeah. She's running for Senate, I believe, uh, and she's an author. But here's her quote. Thought is a cause. Experience is effect. If you don't like the effects in your life, You have to change the nature of your thinking. Yeah. Take control. Take control. Well done, Miguel. Proud of you. That was incredible. We're out of here, folks. Thanks for joining us. Take control, right? Doesn't mean you have always have control in your life, but it does mean you get to at least rethink it, replay it, figure out a healthier way to do it. We'll be back tomorrow. More tools, more ideas, more solutions to help you find the good life. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio.